Welcome to the Global Discussion, discussions with creatives, leaders and thinkers. My name is Simon Hodgkins and I'm delighted to be here today with Greg Jenkovich. So Greg, you're very welcome to the podcast. Let's begin by asking you to introduce yourself to our international audience. Tell us all about the wonderful world of film and everything that you do in it. Uh, thank you very much, Simon. Uh, I appreciate your effort to pronounce my surname, <laughs> which is very hard to pronounce for everyone who is not native in Polish language. Uh, so this is actually the story behind the Create Greg, because when I embark on the journey, get back to my roots in storytelling, it's like rarely anyone can pronounce my surname, not even write it down. So I was like, you know, pondering and do some brainstorming and eventually landed on Create Greg. So <laughs> I appreciate all that effort. Um, so for all your audience, uh, my name is Greg, mostly you known as a Create Greg. And I was the lucky kid who had the chance to pretty much grow up on the movie set. My best friend's father, uh, is was one of the best known prop masters in Poland. So every time when he's dragging his son to work, I said like, oh, I'm his best friend. Can I go with you guys? And this is when my journey and love for filmmaking, storytelling actually started, where I spent uh, over 10 years of my life. Couldn't go to film school, was good in math and physics, ended up at University of Technology, got the master's degree in programming and quantum physics. But deep down inside, I knew I don't want to be an engineer. I want to be a creative person. A uh, couple of things happened. Uh, traveled to Edinburgh, fell in love in Edinburgh, and decided to leave my degree, move to Edinburgh, start studying English, and pursued my passion for filmmaking storytelling with the hope to end up one day in Hollywood. Uh, the thing is, there is no need for Hollywood anymore. The world has changed. So if you want to be creative, shoot movies, tell the stories. You don't have to go there. You can do from your home. You can do from your hometown. You can do from uh, through YouTube, through different media. We've got those days. And uh, that's where my next chapter actually started so how my passion for content creation what i've learned on the movie so how i can tie it all together and use it uh in modern world of social media and uh, yeah that would be the pretty much whole story from the beginning how i ended up as a create greg well yeah and create greg obviously is very much um in the right place with this discussion because obviously we like talking to creatives and it's interesting the switch between you know the the masters in engineering and you know quantum physics and then moving country uh getting back into that sort of passion and that film that that passion that you have for film and filmmaking tell me a little bit about victoria pictures you know the indie indie storytelling journey tell me a little bit about on man tell me a little bit about how all that sort of gets you to uh, create Greg yeah uh actually yeah that, that's a slightly longer story so I didn't want to extend it too much so once I moved to Edinburgh my solely focus was on like learning English because I didn't speak English at all so you know got some job in hospitality uh frying chickens go to um to school to learn English and around that time when my dream was still to go to Hollywood me and my best friend we both moved here and we came up with the idea of Victoria Pictures, a video production company to 
create opportunities for ourselves to create, to be able to make a short film. Because what we've discovered, the fact you work on the movie set doesn't mean you know how to make movies. So we want to get our knowledge to the next level. And we follow the old style confidence of like, you know, you will start making short movies with, with the hope one of them will give you the break into industry. Was it like, you know, um, eight years ago when YouTube wasn't the thing with more of the classy way to get into industry was through short films. Uh, around that time, everything was doing, going well. Uh, we got like, small awards. We made like top 20 ultra short movies in the UK. And we thought like, yeah, we are on the right path. And then when my life went upside down because I was diagnosed with cancer, so all my money, passion and devotion, instead of going into producing short films, went completely how I can survive, how I can go through that uh, tough time in my life. And because of all that passion and money was going into making short movies, I faced the moment when if I will have to carry on with my therapy for cancer i literally could become homeless because i had like no savings because i always believed i can make money so that was things we changed completely and around that time we came up with idea of online a scottish sportswear brand so having these skills and knowledge with filmmaking storytelling learning about the marketing we thought like we can create the brand start selling products and that for me was the idea how i can help myself financially and go through that tough period. So we did, we get the product to the market. Uh, a lot of cool things happen along the way, but eventually I got to the point that that wasn't my dream. I went through uh, therapy, therapy, I got the surgery, everything went well, which increased my chances of survival. Uh, and I got to the point like, just the one to do t-shirt. Deep down inside, I knew I want to make movies. I want to tell the stories. And uh, left the company and asked myself, like, what to do? And the, I answered myself, like, go out and create. And then with the idea of create, Greg popped into my head. And I said, that's stupid. Like, ask a friend of mine who is a brand strategist. He said, like, you're supposed to do Greg Creates, but there was no available domain. Create Greg was available. Plus, I realized create have a different meaning for me as well, because it's been always creating myself through the process as well. Even through going through the cancer was me to create the best version of myself who can go through that uh, hard time and come out at the end of it um, successful. So always for me, like create and the world of create creation just stuck with me and and then i started doing create as a create greg launched the company as a create greg and because i met a lot of people in um startup industry because i was building that startup for three years a lot of that people become my first clients so a create greg because they admire me and appreciate my creative work with the startup i used to build and now i start utilizing that skills and deepen that knowledge to work with the other businesses. And fast forward, I'm four years in business as a creative drag. I'm on the right path, on the right path, and take huge advantage of what I've learned so far since I moved to Scotland through Victoria Pictures, on man as a business, 
and uh, this half episode of my life called uh, Fighting with the Cancer. That's a heck of a journey, Greg, and uh, it's obviously great uh, that your health now is back, and um, that's a very difficult point in somebody's life, and uh, you know, you'd kind of built up a business to that point, and then as you say, everything changes, everything flips, um, but it is so good to hear that you're back, you know, telling those stories, shooting those films, shooting those movies, shooting those shorts, because your true love, I think, is is in the the roots of that visual storytelling, and uh, that's such a that's such a great place to be. And create Greg now is how many years did you say create Greg? Oh yes, like by the twenty eighth of February will be the end of my fourth year as a business. But the idea came around December four years ago, or at the end of the one year and then going into another one when I just, you know, I, I left the company around December four years ago on man. And then I I just embarked on this new journey called Create Greg. So yeah, four years. So let, let's talk tech for a minute. I mean, you obviously yeah. have lots of gear. Um, you, you, you're a drone pilot, you're using all the different tools, but what's your philosophy when it comes to tech and tools compared to the art and craft of telling a story? I think like most of the creatives uh, in the video photo photography space, uh, I think we can spend too much money on the equipment. <laughs> That's the funny part because I even believe we buy it for ourselves, not even for improvement on our craft. With me, the story is even slightly different because as I mentioned, my background is in engineering. So probably if I could clone myself, some part of me would just go slightly towards the path of being an engineer and doing all that programming or what I've learned at university. So I look at the equipment from different point of view because I started to learn how sensors work, how optics work. And, and, I, and just for me, just pleasure of recent years, how technology improved when they started and me trying to understand as a kind of geeky person. Geeky to the degree that I don't see myself as a creative person. I mean, I believe in process of creation. So even creative, Greg. So for me, like, there's a few people I can call creative because I don't know, they've got the talent of skill. I've never had that because as I said, I'm engineer at heart. But through creation, through repetition, through process, through using camera as often as possible to trying to find the script, I've become better. So the whole process of creation is the key. And now we come to the equipment. Is uh, I think it's important. It's not the essential because if you've got the love and passion for storytelling, probably each of us heard the story. Like people make some great movies with the with the phones. How some of the great directors started. And that's true. If you really want to make it and you cannot afford the equipment, you can definitely do with what you have, especially now with the cell phones. Like, oh my goodness, what you can do with like uh, a smartphone is unbelievable. But when you go into business, I think it's paramount to invest in the equipment. You don't have to buy the latest and the greatest if you don't work in um, filmic industry. Ari or Red might be not your thing your clients might not appreciate it 
But what you get nowadays with relatively small amount of money, because even if you don't work in the industry, I get my first equipment working in hospitality, literally waiting tables or working behind the bar. Save money, bought my first DSLR. And that gave me opportunity to practice with that. I know there's a two schools. You can either buy a rent equipment. There's a two groups will say the different pros and cons. For me, it's been always buying. Because even if I don't use it, I can sell it. But having it at home, practicing with that, learning how to use it, uh, that gives me a lot, that gives me upper hand working with clients. And I believe investing in equipment is definitely the way forward. You mentioned Simon as well, I'm, I'm a drone pilot. It came out of necessity because I've lost some projects because they were looking for filmmaker who can shoot drone as well to minimize the cost of production. So I said, cool, let's pick up um, another equipment. Let's learn how to use it. Let's get the license. So it expands my way of telling stories because now you've got the phone. Now you've got the GoPro. Now you've got uh, a drone. So you can be more creative because you've got the opportunity to get the different angles, tell the story in a different way. So uh, if you've got the chance, and I think you are serious about it, um, look at equipment. Look at equipment, try to upgrade, try to learn, and think how you can leverage that to make your stories better. Yeah, I like that. And it's interesting what you say. And you, you you mentioned mobile filmmaking as well. And I've been talking to Cassius Rayner recently, who's an award-winning mobile filmmaker. And uh, he's shooting on old iPhones. He's he's recently moved to the, the Sony range uh, because he gets a little bit more control, even though he's using things like the uh, Filmic Pro app on his mobile. But then at the other end of the scale, you've got people shooting on you know, red cameras, uh, whether it's the Komodos or the Raptors, and they're shooting in 8K. Um, but the process, like you were talking as well about the processors and the, the lenses and the audio quality, the, the power of some of the smartphones today is truly impressive compared to what we were shooting on maybe even five, 10 years ago. Uh, it's changed a lot, the technology landscape. It, it's unbelievable. And as, as I said, I remember when I was a kid and they work on like, you know, the cinema cameras or I remember lenses like it was unbelievable and I remember the I've got still uh, digital tapes it's literally tape you put into the camcorder and you record on the tapes not analogy but in digital way so um, I think a lot of people younger generation they are not even aware they, they used to be like tapes physical tapes you, you record the video on that and how it progressed like you can get cinema quality piece of equipment for uh, literally if you work in western country you know usa ireland uk etc literally you can go and, and do some shifts in hospitality save up some money and you can buy that equipment when i started as a kid the camera and the lenses it it was the price of uh, a good home literally for the amount of money you need to spend on equipment it was like either superb car or like you know some good home or a piece of equipment so barely anyone could afford it if you want to practice with that you had to go to film school because they could afford it to buy that kind of now there's like no need you can get your iphone and and be like a lot of tiktokers 
they tell the story by using iPhone and they build huge business around it and they are amazing creative. So um admire them, appreciate it. And as you mentioned, I'm like I would like to highlight like depends what kind of path you want to go. If you do like high-end commercial for TV, you you would rather know how Ari Alexa or Red works and maybe it's good to invest. But if you like, you know, create content for smaller businesses, you might be good with DSLR. So buy the best equipment you need for your work um, and, and take advantage of it. Simple things with Sony or Canon. They've got unbelievable autofocus. And this one can help you shoot without focus puller. So with a lot of production, when there's no money for it, like literally you can do the job with this unbelievable autofocus. You're on a, on a bigger scale, so probably Ari when you've got the focus puller because you've got better quality pictures. It's all relevant, uh, and you have to think like, like what's the benefit of having this camera over that one? And if you're serious about it, just get it. Yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, the, the other question I want to ask you is about your own personal preference. Obviously, you shoot films for a variety of uh, clients, a variety of requirements and needs using a variety of tools. But what kind of films do you do you like? Do you prefer feature films? And for people watching this, maybe not for people listening to it, but you've got the Pursuit of Happiness uh, poster behind you uh, in your studio there, which is that I know that's a true story of uh, Chris Gardner, which is a miraculous true story. Um, but do you like sh do you like shooting shorts? Do you like, you know, do you do you have that feature film uh, thought and passion? Uh, or, or are you just, you know, are you trying to make the best story for a, a commercial client? Um, everything started for me from like working on the movie set to feature length movie or something which has been and always actually will be close to my heart. The pursuit of happiness, it's, it's a special, the reason I've got the poster to remind me the true story of Chris Garner. This movie, it punked me profoundly. It was like part of me wanting to leave Poland and trying to make my own pursuit of happiness by chasing career in the filmmaking industry. But at some point I moved abroad, I moved to Scotland with the hope of in the hope in learning English and then somehow figure out how to get visa and go to USA, end up in a Hollywood. The world has changed completely. So if you want to be storyteller, you don't have to go to Hollywood. But the appreciation for storytelling, how this particular pursuit of happiness uh, impacted me. And I was always saying, if I will be able to make this kind of movie, which will be able to impact others as I got impacted, uh, I can die happily. So uh, it's just just reminder. But I try to be practical as well. Uh, because at some point in my career, I was very romantic. And so when I got hit hard with cancer, as I said, I struggled financially. And I thought like living the dream and dreaming about the Hollywood, it's, it might not happen because of unforeseen future. So I said, how I can be practical, how I can approach life as an engineer. So I knew I've got the skills, I knew I've got the experience. And now as a creative Greg, and using that skills to work with the businesses because the businesses can benefit from content creation. We've got this beautiful landscape of YouTube, uh, YouTube stories, Instagram, TikTok, how I can help them to leverage that to grow, create resources for myself, which will money, focus on growing my own YouTube channel, 
know, which helped me to even practice the art of storytelling for modern world. And if I will be good enough and I will stay in the lane for another 5, 10, 15, 20 years, build brand around the self, build the skills, uh, build resources, money, for instance, then I will have a chance to make my future on movie. I would not have to go to Hollywood. I might be able to do it where I am. The world might be not Hollywood side, might be Netflix movie. Uh, I think if I would look at the same dream I had, but through more practical approach, using my skills to build the business, uh, and then when the time come, we see when the industry, maybe Netflix will dominate and everyone will be doing from Netflix, there might be no cinemas. I don't know where it's going. Probably not, but then... Uh, I will have my chance to to make the kind of movie. So that's the game plan. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. That's some great insight, Greg. And it is interesting because not only has the tools and the technology changed, but the the distribution platforms have changed significantly and continue to change. And reaching a global audience from your bedroom now is a real thing, right? So if you've got a studio in Scotland somewhere, you can connect to the world pretty much easily. Uh, as long as you've got a half-decent broadband connection and some skills in filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, skills you can develop. I believe if one person can do something, the other person can learn. It's always the question how good you can be. So people have, like, maybe more talent, but if you put enough work and it's your passion which you can go through, through thick and thin, because there is a, there's not always moment... You, you know, it probably best like when you are excited to make that podcast or to make that video. But if you go on that journey and you stay in the line while adjusting to what's going on around you, how new technology progress, you will find your way to make things happen. I might never be able to make the Hollywood movie as I dreamed when I was a kid, but maybe this one come in a different form as a Netflix series or YouTube series. I don't know. I'm excited. At the, at the moment, what I can control is being the best storyteller, uh, modern day filmmaker on social media, and then see how good I can be to try my take on my feature length movie. I, I'm excited. I'm excited where, where this journey will lead me. And uh, there's so much opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I love the framing of a modern filmmaker because the way we approach it today is different. Um, I, and It's funny things because for me, I label myself as a filmmaker, but what I'm doing at the moment is not like strictly filmmaking with regards to movie sets. I can definitely call myself ex-filmmaker because I, I was in the industry. But for me, even looking at the definition, what exactly it means in English, so what I understood, like videographer, would be person who will come and capture an event on video. And filmmaker would be person who is focused on telling the story. Probably on the early days, video was more related to this camcorders. Film was related to people shooting on film. The only creatives who can afford to shoot on film, they were shooting feature-length movie. So I think this is where the filmmaker and videographer come. But for me, it was more interesting filmmaker is the person who focuses on telling the stories and i said i this is what it's all about it for me it's all about the telling stories so yeah i think i'm a filmmaker at least filmmaker at heart so maybe like you know modern filmmaker nowadays very popular content creator 
I'm not sure whether that label partially fits me, but there is something about the filmmaking. Maybe my um, roots when I grew on, on the movie set and want to be filmmaker? I don't know, something along those lines. Well, I, I think, and I've I've had many discussions with many filmmakers, um, some at the beginning of their career, some, you know, very well-respected global award-winning filmmakers. And if you shoot films and tell stories, you're a filmmaker. Uh, and the equipment and the medium, I think, come second to that argument. Um, so you're very much a filmmaker, Greg, 100%. Thank you very much. Um, I want I to ask you something. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. When you said now you're a filmmaker, at least now I know. I was on the fence between one and the other one. You convinced me, stop being on the fence, go on the filmmaker side. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody, given your track record and expertise, would not consider you a filmmaker, my friend. Um I wanted to ask you something else. Uh, I wanted to ask you about your inspirations because we've, you've mentioned obviously your earlier experiences on a film set. You know the traditional Hollywood style film production sets, if you if you like, and how much of an impression that left on you, and a lot of your passion and and drive, I'm sure, still comes back to that. But in today's world, you know this modern world in inverted commas. Where do you get your inspiration from today? You know, are you reading books? Are you listening to audio books? Are you watching YouTube channels? How does that how does that information onboarding work for you today? Um, I think inspiration is uh, is a tricky one. Um, definitely, you know, my initial inspiration to be on that path comes from my my time at the movie sets when I was a kid. It's this time when you grew up and like you are very susceptible to knowledge like my child was slightly different than my colleagues because pretty much every single summer I spent on the movie set so instead of like going to summer camps to hang out with my peers I spent the whole days with the film crew when I was the youngest one and you know when I was an assistant to director of photography so you shoot for 12-14 hours per day so we had a lot of chance to hear amazing stories of people traveling the world shoot with uh, you know famous movie stars and this kind of stories and being around that people just build up this impression of me I want to be like them I want to experience what they experience I do want to have an average life so being an engineer coming you know every single day to do the same in laboratory or programming the same thing for me, like, I don't want to do it. I want to have this adventurous life, which for me was association with movie set when I had the best time of my life. Every single day was different. And now, of course, it's it's not the case. But for me, it was like inspiration. What I developed over the years is this pursuit, not on happiness this time, but pursuit of being the best version of myself. So even as a creative, Greg, it's good when you have your own slogan. What came to me naturally is like, create videos, create yourself. Because through process of create, creating videos, creating business, I'm trying to be the best version of myself. I'm a huge fan of personal development. I had the chance to attend Tony Robbins even, Tony Robbins events. So if you know who's Tony Robbins, is one of these, I don't know, well-known motivational speakers. And a lot of that inspiration and motivation of being the best version of myself helped me to go through the toughest time of my life. Fitness helped me to go through it, uh, to be in shape. So um, every single day, I'm thinking like, 
what I can do today through video, through fitness, through other activities to be the best version of myself. Because once I go to the end of my life, which I was made aware seven years ago, that might be closer than I think, I want to say at the end of it, I've made it. Whatever it means, whatever it means made it, I want to know I made the most of my life. And because of all that experience, plus experience of cancer, which brought me a lot of this mortality to awareness, we all know we will die. But once someone tells you you've got 75% chances of survival, which sounds like a lot, but on the other hand, it's like if we have four people in the room, one of them will be dead. So when I look at it this way, that when, when I got scared, and then this awareness, like my days are counted, despite the fact I don't know how many days I might live until late 70s, 100 or 50, I don't know, no, no. But this one gave me like appreciation to life. And this is where the inspiration comes from. Yeah, it's a true life-changing event, isn't it? And it really does make you reflect on making, I suppose, making the days count and, and living the life that you want to lead. I mean, appreciation, I think everyone knows at the back of the head, it's obvious. It's it's the things which no one can avoid by part. It's just a matter of time, how much time you have and what would you do in that time? And th this is act of appreciation. I'm still on my journey. There was a moment when I was like, don't even bothering about like video or all that kind of stuff because, well, I might not even have enough time to go to Hollywood. Now, um, everything is more in the bright line, but the appreciation of that and like inspiration of, of each day um, and how it can be the best at it. Yeah, I get that. I get that. What about what about people that you've met on your journey? There must be people that you admire, people that have inspired you, uh, or or maybe it's just a personal character trait that you really like in people. Uh, but when I ask you that question, what springs to mind? Um, I'll be probably able to, you know, pick some names. I mentioned Tony Robbins, uh, but in general, I love that classic cinematic stories like. You know, pursuit of happiness is based on a true story of the person who decided to not give up and pursue his passion in life to make dreams come true. We probably each of us, I believe, we've got our like favorite sport person or person we admire because they went through a lot that hard times, a lot that um, ups and downs to be the best. A footballer, a basketball, like a film director, you name it. Um, and for me, hearing the stories of the kind of people and being in storytelling business, like, whoa, I want to tell the stories of this kind of people. But what is even more important, I want to be that kind of person. So every time when I had the chance to meet someone who is like, you know, purpose-driven, passion-driven. They want to be the best version of themselves. They're trying to different angles. They're trying to be the best in filmmaking or trying to be the best in um, running, sports, trail running, whatever it is. I've said that, like, wow, we, we are definitely on the same page. So how I can, you know, learn from the people, how I can create a relationship with the people. Because if I'm around that people, I want to be better as well. Um, so, yeah, I think... 
inspiration for everyone who tried to make the most of their life. With the certain names who made it already and the way how they shared the journey, uh, that's impressive. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And what about advice? Uh, we talked about people and, you know, the type of people that you admire or that inspire you. But you must have had advice given to you along the way. Is there any advice that stayed with you that you think is really important life advice? Or is there advice now that you often share with others that you think would be useful to share here? Um, I think like, you know, at different stages of my life, there was a different pieces of advice which helped me. I think there is a theory like you're supposed to pick like 10 to 15 books smart books and reread them again and again and you don't need any more books because at certain periods of time you are sensitive to different kind of knowledge different kind of experience and what you read once didn't stick with you but you read the same book or the same quote few years later and you were on a different stage in life and this one resonated with you um i don't have any one particular piece of advice um which I was given and it just, just stuck with me. There's like, you know, a bunch of them, uh, which I've heard as a young kid working on the movie set. And then when I, you know, grew and, and worked with the different people. But no, no one particular one. The one, the only thing what I would encourage to pay attention and filter what you hear through experience you're going through at the moment. Because the something you might you might didn't pay attention to it uh, might turn out uh, very valuable. As a simple example, like I've got on my monitor, uh, I got recently some will, some won't. So what? So uh, when you're in the business and you're trying to speak with the clients and you try to get that job, sometimes when you get rejected, I could take it personally. So I got that quote to remind myself, so will, so what, so won't, so what? So it doesn't matter whether you get the job or not. The life moves on, you will get another one. So don't stress too much about it. And as I never been like, you know, too much in collecting that kind of quotes, I was like, cool, I'll keep this mind before I'll have another call with the client. So not stressed, not trying to be, you know, um, forceful to get that job. Just, you know, take it easy. If you are the right fit, if it worked for you, just go for it. If not, there will be another one. Oh, actually, speaking of another one, there's one pop into, I kind of like it, from Richard Branson. He said, opportunities are like buses. When you miss one, the next one eventually will come. Yeah, I like all, I like all of that. I think that that's some great advice that you've shared there. And I also like what you said about filtering the information, you know, and filtering that with you where you're at in, in life at any particular time. I think that's very valuable too. I mean, yeah, because there's so many beautiful quotes, words of wisdom. And I think even like, you know, the same words of wisdom said or framed by a different person can resonate with you. So the volume of say motivational speakers we've got or the volume of movies we've got like they're on the same topic but they talk about the topic from a slightly different angle as to movie like from how the director how the script was written what kind of characters like 
there's people who love Star Wars. Star Wars is about like, you know, family, love. It's not even about the spaceships. It's just framed in this futuristic vision and multi-planetary species. Uh, but it's, you know, about the son-father relationship, about the love. And some with some people, this resonate better. Some people like try to find different. I think there's like a li- like kind of limited amount of knowledge. And we just repeat with our own angle through our own time of quotes. If you will find your, your own one, filter which one resonate, stick with that, think what it means to you, and definitely apply it. Thanks, Greg. And the, I just want to ask you a couple of other questions before we run out of time today. And one of those is about the next six to 12 months. You know, how do you go about planning uh, both in your personal life, for your business? What does the next, you know, six to 12 months look like for you? What are you hoping to achieve? What does your roadmap look like? Uh, on a personal level, uh, I'm the happy guy who got married seven months and one day ago. <laughs> so I would say I'm a, I'm a new to this stage of life. And uh, yeah, looking at the property market. Because we would like to have our own full corners when you can, like, you know, plan another stage of the family. So that would be more on the personal level. And being self-employed uh, is a bit of a challenge with that. But there's nothing we cannot be figured out. Uh, focus on the business. Because uh, this is where I want to grow professionally and on personal level as well. And I'm more and more fascinated with social media landscape, with YouTube with creating stories for myself, for businesses, for the long run, um, and try to niche myself out to go through that path, to work with the businesses, to focus more on my content creation, how you can create sustainable model of content creation for the three, six, 12, 24 months, and grow your personal brand through telling stories, to making short, through making movies, whatever platform you choose, whatever path you decided to go. Do it for myself, do it for clients who want to go that path, who appreciate that. So I think that might be another iteration of Create Greg Business. Got some ideas, still need to do some tests, some conversations to, to try to understand uh, where I can position myself. So this is where I see myself for another, I would say, 12 months and definitely work more on uh, on building habits or building workflow to create my own content for YouTube, being more sustainable. Uh, so I will be able to deliver quality content on a weekly basis. That's the idea. But it's always like, you know, to figure out how you can manage your time between clients' work and your personal work. So uh, challenge. There is a few challenges, which I'm actually excited to find the solution to them. So yeah, this is where I believe I will spend another 12 months. Well, it looks like you've got a very interesting and busy six to 12 months ahead, which is great. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we finish up on the podcast episode today? Is there any area we haven't touched on that you'd like to shine a light on? And also, and importantly, if people want to find out more about your work or get in touch with you, where's the best place to send them to, Greg? Uh, I think 
when you ask me about like where I would like to add one more thing, um, I think we cover a lot of grants, which I hope your audience will find valuable, at least some part of it, which will give them some ideas, inspiration, or good thoughts to ponder. The one thing that I would add, I mentioned that already about being creative versus um, creation as a process, as a create, as a verb. Um, I don't say myself creative. I'm laughing. I'm the least creative person in the creative industry. And I can kind of prove that. Uh, and for everyone who thinks it's not creative enough because they've got the skills, so they are not good with, I don't know, drawing or shooting video or being in front of the camera. If you focus on the process and you stick for the long run, you will make yourself creative to the degree you'll be good enough in doing that. And you can do it for pleasure. You can build a business around it if you will be interested. There's so much opportunities. And I think if you don't think about the outcomes, like I'm not creative, so I cannot produce creative outcomes. Focus on the process. Focus on the process. Stay in the lane for the long run and you will become the person you want to be. That will be my last two cents to, to add at the end of conversation. And where you can find me, Create Greg. I'm pretty much on every social media as the Create Greg, creategreg.com. I was lucky enough to get that domain, Create Greg on YouTube, where I utilize the most of my creative um, outcomes. Um, yeah, as simple as that. So if you came across me through that podcast, just jump on any of the platform, Instagram or, or YouTube, say hello and say, where did you find me? Well, that's great. And that's a lovely point for us to end on today. So thank you very much indeed to Greg. Thanks to everybody who's been watching and listening to us around the world. Uh, make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, do all the things I need you to do to help support this podcast. And I hope you'll join me back here for more discussions with creatives, leaders and thinkers. So thank you, Greg. It's been wonderful to catch up with you today. Thank you very much, guys. And remember, keep creating.